try this again. Alright, I'm ready. Alright, let's fucking do it. Starting the song. I'm gonna start talking sooner this time. Yeah. Probably after the first little go around. Alright. On this episode, we're gonna talk about creation. We're gonna talk about what it means to us and why we started creating. And we have a special guest, as you can see. together to uh, on the path to meet to recognize one another and to uh, share maps and to uh, realize that the maps are part of it but behind the maps here we are here we are here we are and here we are here we are what's up guys? here you are you can hey. talk now hey yeah. <laughs> i'm here guys i'm here i'm here how's everyone doing yeah we're good we're good so yeah we've got national based rapper mr london moon with us I am happy to be here. Yeah. I'm, uh, I mentioned in our little trailer video, I am very excited about this. Number one, cause this dude's a fucking rock star in my house. My, uh, seven year old <laughs> is, uh, that's all I've been hearing so about great. for like two weeks. When's he coming? When's he coming? <laughs> he was, he was so mad that we couldn't do it on Saturday when his <clears> buddy <throat> was here. He's like, but Corey um, can't meet him. Oh, I was like, that's, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, so, I can always come back to it. We're going to have to hire you to do like birthday parties. And hey, bro, you know, I'm down. I don't have nothing else I'm could, doing right now. I'm you good. could bust in like a. I'm cool. in between albums, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> pick up some side missions along the way. You could bust in with a cool costume and just start rapping. Hey, I got a Batman costume in the closet. Yeah, hell yeah. Right now. <laughs> so I'll go get it. Dude, I want a Batman costume. Oh, bro, it's great. That to change it to fat man. Hey, all right, you just gonna get the built in muscles. Like and you know they'll ever know. They'd be yeah. like chiseled over the belly. Like, awesome. why's Batman got eight cups? <laughs> as long as you believe, bro. This is man, shit in Gotham, you know, it's got rough, man. You know, <laughs> hard you times just, out you here. Just let himself go. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you just don't have the motivation to work out. Yeah. Bro. I mean, Batman can go through a midlife crisis also. That's Absolutely. okay. I, I mean, think Batman is the <laughs> embodiment of midlife crisis. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, his, whole, his whole life's been a crisis. I don't even know if mid has anything to do with it. Yeah, that's funny. He's <clears throat> always my favorite. Hmm? He was always my favorite, I think. Oh, he's absolutely my favorite. Because like, he didn't have... the biggest Batman fan. Because well, he didn't have any... Uh, he didn't have any superpowers, man. He was just yeah, a fucking just badass. Him. I didn't even yeah. notice. So I got <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> he might like Batman. Yeah, I might. might just a little bit. That's I got a whole awesome. robe with the utility belt uh, uh, sash around it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a mega Batman nerd. That's right. My son likes cool. Superman. I feel betrayed. Oh man, <laughs> Superman's the lamest. I know, but I can't tell. He's him not that. even a hero. He's not even a man, dude. Like, I can't tell him that. I'm uh, like, you know what? Whatever. Bro. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You no, start him early. Start I can't. Make... Well, I did try it first, but yeah. he just won't listen. So I just got to just do it. <laughs> uh, Crushing dreams. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I hated Superman. Dude. Yeah, I was never a big Superman. You remember fan. the? I don't know. I'm older than you, but do you remember the Superman's Dead? series of comics when mm. they killed him off I in the did, 90s yes. Yes, I did. yeah i had yeah. all those man i thought that that was <laughs> i'm glad he's dead yeah fucking, fucking <laughs> no, i want to read about him now. <laughs> yeah that was when i didn't i was like i'm gonna get these man these are gonna be like these are a big deal like they're you know i mean i was, yeah, like, oh, yeah. and I was like oh they're gonna be awesome and now i think they're like 10 bucks on ebay oh, you know man. what i mean like yeah i mean they got like animated movies to all those kind of comics I, and stuff man. i think they brought him back like 
a week later. Probably. I mean, after you the know whole... how comic deaths go. Yeah. They don't yeah. ever last. I, I, the, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way in the NFT world. This is going to be huge. And Man. then it's like, oh. I just sold an NFT for 59, uh, 59 yeah, cents man. worth of I Ethereum. Mean, do, you, do you mess with crypto at all? No, I don't. I got somebody that's trying to get me into the NFT thing, like yeah. my next album. Man, it, and well, I'm the, trying to do some studying on it because he has a guy that he knows that's like made like a lot of money doing it. Definitely, man. Like I think <laughs> I think the applications for NFTs <clears throat> in that world, you know, like mm-hmm. giving access to something tangible. With mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean. Like I think, like Gary V and some of those guys were doing. Uh, you know, if you bought one of their NFTs, it would get you access to any of their events throughout the year. You oh, know, anywhere dope. he was speaking. So something like that. I love Gary V. And you yeah. know, so there is some of that. <clears throat> I think it has better application in that than I, it does. It fucking validates it. It you does. I mean? Yeah, if you start being exactly able to right. buy shit with it. I yeah. mean, that's the first step into to totally decentralizing. Yeah, whatever. All the is. shit. Yeah. You know? I just don't exactly want to like right. limit my audience because I just don't know how the. I don't know. I still don't know like how it works. Yeah, like, definitely. All the details, especially like with music and stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how it works. I don't want to like sell a certain song or verse or however. Yeah, that works, exactly. And then not be able to. Oh yeah, that's terrible business else. right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want yeah, to. When, yeah, when you're starting out, bro, no, it's good. Like <clears> if, no, if it spins, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. that's the truth. I'm down to like what I, you know. Try to my shit like I'll you know I'll trade for like chickens and goats and shit like, I don't <laughs> on the black market yeah yeah, yeah, oh, we, yeah. That's well that's the, that's the beauty in some of the the NFT <clears throat> stuff is that it's it's so rogue still like you can make it yeah. do what you want which is kind of cool and kind yeah. of you know it it makes it really hard to kind of narrow something down because it is so vast you mm-hmm. know what I mean but but you know NFTs like I think. I think that's maybe that's a good segue into talking about, you know, creating or whatever, because that is a form of creation. It's art. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, there's this line of like digital art and art and, you know, that whole thing. But, but it is, it is. It is the Wild West. It, yeah, dude, 100%. Because I, I got limited knowledge of it. So I'm like, I feel like I'm just stepping into the for real unknown because I have no idea. Like, yeah. like I said, especially with music, I don't know. But I think, I think, I think it's that way for all of us, really, yeah. though, because none of us really know. Yeah. Not, yeah. Like, well, nobody yeah. set the rules for it. It don't seem like it. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely people, people out there right now that, you know, have good strategies and like, hey, you can use it to do this and you can use it to do this. So, I mean, and that's in any of it, you know, in crypto, yeah. that's in, in NFTs, that's, I mean, the whole gambit, all of it. I mean, yeah. we're just all kind of making the shit up as we I'm go. I'm just waiting. Like, I got like, Two million shares of SHIB. Like, let that, <laughs> I just want that shit to hit like a quarter. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, hit I'm that gonna, button. Yeah, I'm going to pay this off. <laughs> and then if you need me, just follow the smoke. Exactly. It'll look like my house is on fire. When I finally get a job where it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Some, I'd love to make some money like that, though, just off of. Even well, that, I, I mean, I tell you what, that's how people are making money right now, though. Mm-hmm. In this economy, like the economy that we have right now is kind of shit and in different ways <clears> for <throat> different people. And it's hitting different classes of people in different areas at different times. But the idea of like content creating, right? Like the idea of being able to make money doing that, which by no means do I make good money doing that (laughs) i got in a little bit too late but i'm still grinding and still pushing towards that because i think that's where the future is Mm -hmm. i really do i mean there we i mean i don't know the numbers but i know there's been several millionaires made off of youtube several 
it's it's a whole new class of of money. Yeah. That came from social. My kids all say they want to be YouTubers. And they should. Isn't that like a like, weird thing? It to is, even dude. hear somebody say like it I I mean I I I cuz I kind of live in that world a little bit more with content creation, right? And it seems it seems odd, but when my kids say that now, that's super tangible for them. Yeah. That is like yeah. that is literally a career path in some form or fashion that they could actually take. And not even being like a millionaire, like just making no. a, a normal just living. where you don't have to work like a regular nine to five. Yeah. Just yeah. make enough money to do that. That would yeah. be great. I just uh, actually signed up for this. Um, have you heard of fan base yet? Huh. It's like basically like Instagram, except it's really for people who like you can pay. Like basically you pay for like likes. You pay. And it sounds crazy and terrible, but I mean, this is like. Because Instagram, you're only getting so far in the algorithms. Like, they're right. only going to give you, like... 100%. Yeah. It's only yeah. going to appeal to, like, 5% of your, your, your followers. So, it's yeah. like, not even all your followers... Yeah, the algorithms ...are getting trash. all your stuff. Yeah. So, right. this is, like, where your followers can, can get access to your content, and it's mm. going to show up, basically, for everybody that's following yeah, you. Nice. So it's, yeah, nice. It's like the... The it's, it's very user friendly because it's very similar to Instagram. Yeah. yeah, and I just signed up for it, and I you basically you can take all your content from Instagram mm-hmm. and just shift it over to Fanbase. So that's what nice. I did. I did it like yesterday. Yeah, I, huh. I've heard yeah. a little bit about Fanbase. I know a lot of authors are using Fanbase, and even even I mean content creators in general. But what they're doing is they're able to go on, and it's it is hyper focused. Mm-hmm. All your your following is following you for that reason, and people can like pay like people like. Pay yeah, what, and, yeah, for like, extra subscriptions yep, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Isaac Hayes the third is the one that created it. Yeah. Huh. So it's Isaac like, Hayes the third. So it's kind of like OnlyFans, but you don't have to show any skin. Yeah, hundred percent. Or you can show skin if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't plan I, I on it, but say, if things think, get think, hard. Yeah. I think that's a part of it too, though. <laughs> you fucking so. got to do it, bro. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I'm super interested to see where that goes. I'm trying to like maybe slowly get away from Instagram, even though that. That and like Reddit are like my two favorite social medias. <laughs> I love, bro, I'm a Reddit junkie. Bro. <laughs> I am a Reddit junkie. I don't even get on Facebook hardly anymore. Nah, That's yeah. why sometimes I don't see your messages sometimes because I don't get the notifications. Yeah, like the, when you when you hit right? me up on what you call. But yeah, I love some Reddit, bro. It's so great. Man, but the yeah. only thing I use Facebook for is the marketplace. Yeah, for real. Yeah, my and wife I, does. Yeah, and I, I like the messenger because I've I've developed like I got really into like the guitar community mm-hmm. on facebook so i still talk to a lot of those people through, i was about to say you got like through the, the messenger or whatever yeah 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 but yeah like it's because like, I, I don't know i got off of it for like over two years because it just yeah. made me mad it's like making me not like my family yep. you know i remember I mean? when you i remember when you said you got off of it yeah. i'm like where where did your page go bro yeah, it's, and you're like i, I just got off of it. i can't all right well you it's know, making me not like my, my fucking <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> That's the problem. I already know. With, uh, It'll do it. That's the cool thing about social media is it gave everybody a microphone, but that's also the bad thing about social oh, yeah. media. Oh, yeah. Well, at least you know where people microphone. stand now, so you don't yeah, have to That's true. You don't have to guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah bro. Yeah, there's know. no pretending. No, no. So. Everybody wants to be heard. <laughs> everybody wants to be heard <laughs> for good or for bad. Yeah. Well, I think we. Do. I think that's what social has <clears> done <throat> is created a space for people to be to be heard. And the idea that that people are – out there talking i think is fucking beautiful though yeah i really do like and Mm -hmm. that comes that's all the bullshit too like i get it like it's all out there it sucks though because it's rare like really constructive productive conversations that happen usually it it turns into it does it does but if you if you when you really start to dive in and make content that's 
that's conscious and not, not in the sense of like you're even to your niche, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. whether that's music or guitars, like you can build a community there that is pretty fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I that, remember, yeah. I remember one time I was, I yeah. was saying something about, you know, my, I would say something to my, my oldest daughter. She's 18. Now I would say, you know, my, I'm gonna go talk to one of my friends that I met online. Mm -hmm. And she's like, why do you say it like that? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, why don't you just say one of your friends? Because we came from the in-person friend generation. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly Weird. right. Yeah, yeah, but but she's right. Like, why would I – I wouldn't say that to their yeah. face. Like, like, oh, this is my friend from online. Yeah. I mean, you but, know what I mean? mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fucking weird. You don't say shit like that. You but just say also, this is my friend. Yeah, I think it, but it's also like, I think we still, people, our generation, like, we're very cautious still of people you meet yeah. online. Cause yeah. it's like, because you know, they, the guy that you grew up with for the most part or, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. But then when you meet somebody online, it's like, okay, we're cool online and yeah. we probably hang out in person, but like, how well do you know this person? Yeah. Because you hear all these horror stories, and, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you, I see you why do. you said that. And but. We've we've been, but I think I think <clears> some <throat> of that, like we have been this, we have there are people out there. Don't get me wrong, like I understand, I have a good concept of that. There are people out there that are not, uh, don't have the best intentions right. online. Period. Yeah. But yeah. I think in the grand scheme, we have been fed some of that uh, fear based. But look at it. I mean, it's fucking. There are great relationships being built out there and oh, yeah. from online and the connections because it does, it opens you, it opens you to a vast number of people. Like that's why I, I think you'll see, I think, I think social is definitely responsible for the creation of new tech. It is responsible for, um, possibly here soon, I would say new, new ways of doing government. Like I feel like that's kind of, it's influencing so many different things in so many different levels, even on a personal level too. And um, I mean, it is the catalyst that is changing the world Yeah, in a sense, <laughs> whether we like it or not, mm. these things are happening. And like at a certain point, I just, I guess I decided that I was just going to kind of go with it instead of fighting against it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a wave that's coming. Yeah, so, the wave's know. here, bro. I yeah. think that's. I think it's already yeah. here. I think we just got to wake up to it a little bit, <laughs> dude. They, um, it's funny watching my dad. Like you know, what I mean, because my like five years ago, my father didn't even own a computer and mm. would not fuck with it. Right, and then <laughs> like he's like, "Oh, well, I made it. You know, goddamn sixty-five years without one. What the hell do I need one now for?" I, you know, rrr, rrr. and uh. I finally talked him into getting a laptop, right? And, oh dude, and it was on, bro. He got next thing I know, Pops is on Facebook, TikTok. <laughs> like he's on, That's you know, hilarious. Yeah, bro. and he's like catching. He's like, I had to get rid of uh, TikTok, man. Yeah, I watch can't, it too I much. Can't, it's, it's just all the time. It's same old bullshit. Same old bullshit. <laughs> same old bullshit. <laughs> and then next month, he'll be back on TikTok. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause he, yeah. it's, it's definitely one of those like addictive things. I was talking to my cousin yesterday, and he was like, bro, he was like, I had a TikTok for like, maybe a couple of weeks. And so I had to get off of it because I could not stop scrolling. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's so easy because it's just yeah. going to go to the next video. It's yeah. not going to ask you whether you want to continue or not. No, yeah. man. It's that dopamine hit. Like, Yep. Oh, oh God. It's oh. funny. Oh, this is sad. <laughs> yeah. This makes me feel good. Yeah. Exactly. All is. at the same time. It does. Like, yeah. It, it yeah. taps into every human emotion yeah. as you can think it of. It does. Too, it's crazy. Man. It can. Yep. It's uh. Yeah, it's funny. Like my dad's on TikTok and different things. And my dad's 73. And it, it, dude, he has um, hearing aids 
that have Bluetooth. <laughs> so yeah. he can connect his yeah, phone thing, dude. My, to uh, his hearing aids. My father in law has those. No. <laughs> way. So dad, dad will be sitting on the couch and I'll be talking to him for like 10 minutes, bro. And then look over <laughs> and he's on his phone. <laughs> and it's, oh, he's got the Bluetooth on yeah, his hilarious. hearing aids. Yeah, it was crazy. My father in law let me wear his when he was here for over Christmas. They live in Florida. Yeah. And uh, I was like, this is what you hear all the time? This is fucking terrible, man. <laughs> oh, my like, it's, God. Because, you know, when you lose your hearing, you lose high-frequency hearing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right? So, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it, it starts high-frequency and, and, yeah. and eventually closes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you start to lose everything. <sighs> so his hearing aids, and I, I'm assuming all hearing aids, are, are EQ'd yeah. really, Ooh, like, ice-pick fucking high. So, I mean, like, if you, don't, if you don't need it, like, you know what I mean? You, I'll put it in. I was like, ah! <laughs> like, my fucking eyes were twitching and shit. <laughs> It's crazy, man. Oh, That's God. nuts. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, it's a... Technology. So, all right. Moving into the topic, I guess. Yeah, totally. I want to ask you guys a question, and we'll start with with Moon here. Hey. Why, at what point did you realize that you were a creator mm. in your life, and why do you think you stuck with it? Because I feel like over time, we all fancy ourselves as one thing or another you know what i mean like as a kid like i thought i was gonna be a fucking astronaut and then you know i got older and i was like well i'm i'm into science like i'm gonna be a scientist and i'm into this and i'm gonna be this and then you know but the one thing that's always stuck with me is music and Mm -hmm. more recently like this shit which is still kind of uncharted territory for me but um you know i'm learning like music sticks with most people whether you create it or not it's just something like oh yeah otherworldly about it that it just sticks with you so i don't yeah. i mean i guess the first time i i started writing poetry i guess before that right. before i really started like rapping right so i was you know i'd write poetry just about whatever i mean you know you're a kid you grow up in chaos or whatever the case is or you just whatever your brain's feeding you throughout childhood you just mm-hmm. kind of translate that into something mm. and mom right. was always into words so I would, you know, write poetry and stuff. And then as I got older and got a little angrier, I guess, like around teenage, teenage years, 13, 14, I guess, <laughs> is when I started like writing. And I always started, I would always write like without a beat when I first started out. I would just write a verse and then I would just like add it to a beat. And some people still do that. I know people that still do that, like high level artists that will do that. Mm-hmm. But like now, I mean, I, I can't do that now, obviously. I, just because I right. usually write to whatever. See, you know. I have I have no concept of how that works. Like I just <laughs> like seriously because yeah. I, I always whenever I've done lyrics to music, it's always been to the music. Like the thought of yeah. the thought of fucking just writing something down and kind of shoehorning it in. Is, yeah, it's. I mean, I have an idea with what I want to say, but like the cadence of yes. of what I'm. It's and I mean people do that. Like when you see rappers. um like freestyle on radio shows and stuff, Sway and Hot mm-hmm. 97 and all that. Usually they're just pulling verses out of their brain, just stuff that they've wrote to like different beats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they just conform it to that. I don't know if I could do that because I cater so much of my like writing to whatever beat that I'm writing to. Right. So, I mean, some people are good at that and like they got a lot of like, they can just adapt to it easy. And so, I mean, it just sucks because, you know, everything has a, a BPM. Uh-huh. And so when it's a different BPM, it's hard because I don't like to speed things up. I like to write and rap things as I wrote them. I don't want to be right. like, oh, let me speed this part up. Cause, uh, you know, but I mean, it's, I do everything to cater to the beat. So I literally, yeah. I'll start off cadences in my head. Cadences, 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 whatever, however I want to start rapping. I don't even do words yet, really. 
right. or I'll come up with one phrase. Then it'll just build from there, basically. Then basically what I'll do is I'll try to go every, like, four. You ever notice I switch my style up mm-hmm. in the mid yeah, like, change, Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I do that just because I don't want the audience to, like, be bored. So every now and yeah. then, I, I like to do stuff that's going to surprise people mid-verse. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, like you write a certain way, then it's like, okay, I'm going to do four lines in this cadence. Then I'm going to think of another cadence real quick, switch that, go to that one. Well, that's, I mean, that's what makes it, I mean, interesting. Like you yeah. said, I mean, you know, because I listen, like, I, I'm, I try to force myself to listen to new music, but mm-hmm. I'll admit that hip-hop is probably the one thing I've stuck to what I know. You know that's what I mean? great, like, yeah. I, yeah, it was, and which was 90s, you know, mostly East Coast shit, Wu-Tang, yeah. Nas, like that kind of stuff. Yep. And but you listen to a lot of the newer stuff now, and it just seems like they just you know what I mean. It's just the same thing. It is over and over. And you know what's crazy is what I do, and I don't agree necessarily with the content of some of the new generation stuff. What I do look up to them, even though some of them are younger than me. What I do admire by them is they find these pockets. Like, yeah. Young Thug, you can't even really understand what the hell he's mm. saying. <laughs> but his pockets are, like, otherworldly pockets. And so I'm like, I got to strive to write transcendently like Nas does. But I also yeah. have to keep people's ear with this certain bounce in a certain pocket. Mm-hmm. So I literally use my I use my rap voice and my cadences and pockets as, like, the Trojan horse to say what I have to say. So it's right. like, even if people don't understand or they're not really comprehending what I'm saying, I'll give them that, that bounce where people was like, oh, this just sounds good. I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but this just sounds great. Well, you're talking to a dude that grew up listening to metal. Okay. Yeah, oh, so yeah, you don't yeah. never know what the fuck they're saying. Like, yes. it's, it's just, and you but can, it's how it makes you feel. Yeah. yeah it all goes back to like frequencies to exactly. me. You know, Absolutely, and man. I feel like if your intention is good and everything, like I feel that, like that makes a difference. My mm-hmm. engineer and one of my best friends, uh, that, uh, Helped me record the album. I recorded the album at his house. Uh-huh. What the hell? Uh, I, rec- <laughs> <laughs> I recorded the album at uh, his house, and it was something that he said to me, and it never really registered before because I was like, all right, bro, is there any way I could do every song in, what is it, 432 uh, hertz or four, uh, yeah, the, the four, frequency? Yeah, frequency. Is it, four, yeah. is it 440? 440 is the accepted standard, and then yeah. 432 is one of the uh, – That's what, the feel-good frequency, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I told him that, and he was like, bro, all your frequencies are basically there anyway. And he was like, all the energy that we have, like all the positive energy and everything, and the intention, it's all picked up in the microphone. Like, mm-hmm. whatever's going on in this room, it, it all is like feeding into that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I never really thought about it that way. Like, I always thought about it like it's an actual, like a scientific thing. Yeah. But at the same time, if you have like good intention and you're around positive people and there's no like yeah. negativity in the room and stuff, it all is going to come through with that. Yeah. Well, I feel like that the, science, the scientific part and the the spiritual part of the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. yeah the, all is. the scientific part is just an explanation of what is physiologically is happening. happening. Yep. That's exactly right. Perfect. Perfect. And, and it is. And I think it's been that way for a long time. <laughs> Like the science, science and the mystics were one and the same back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I mean, That's, it's those guys. Were a lot of the same people. I've been really on a like a quantum kick, like learning mm-hmm. about that. And I'm not, not by no means do I fucking understand <laughs> quantum at this point. But Still. I have a. I, it makes a little more sense than it used to, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is going back to, I mean, ancient, like mm. uh, like the whole the okay. So the the theory. Um, and uh, Casey on TikTok is mm-hmm. the one that really got me into this this lady that 
we follow on TikTok. Mm-hmm. She, she's sent me on the down the fucking way down the fucking rabbit hole <laughs> oh, man. on this shit. Rabbit holes are great. Oh, dude, I got a video I'm going to send you. Please and do. it explains it. And it talks about like, so essentially what they're projecting is that presently, uh, like what you see mm-hmm. is a holographic projection. I know it sounds fucking nuts. In that matter is is frequency, right? And, mm-hmm. and there's, there's uh, vibrations and frequency and everything is moving mm-hmm. at a certain point. So the idea is that if, you can figure out a way to match the frequency of a certain object. Mm-hmm. Like the two can can pass through. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, like so, this table, is, the the molecules and everything are spinning, moving. Everything's constantly moving, yeah. and it's moving at a certain rate. And we are moving at a different rate. Right. So the idea is that if you can match those frequencies, right. it would just you could just pass through it. Like Does it become, she give you like uh, like how you could manage that? Like is that a phys- is that a human? physically um like is that a possible thing to do not yet Scient- scientifically it says that <coughs> yeah it, it says it, it could is be possible. we just don't know we how just to. don't know how to do it yet Isn't we won't be able to do it ourselves we probably have to have some help of technology to probably get us to that certain probably yeah. i mean 100 percent. but i, I mean think... technology is us man yeah like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean? like but we, yeah uh... i think i think yeah I, I see what you mean though and uh, that's the thing is like i think i think we kind of look at that wrong sometimes the idea that that technology can help us achieve things like it seems cheapened by that but well, i don't, I don't we think created it, is. it so i mean it's kind it's of technology coming, is an extension yeah, you know. yeah that's exactly right and i think that's yeah. more what you were kind of yeah. alluding to like yeah. yeah it is that for sure i mean we're you know we i think that's what sets us apart as animals because from an ant from a from a biological standpoint we're pretty shitty animals right we, <laughs> you know what i mean we don't have we can't handle temperature we don't we're not equipped to uh we're, yeah. we're you know from a physical perspective we're not great predators not right? we don't we don't have teeth we don't have claws we don't have armor we don't have anything mm-hmm. that would allow us to what we have is the ability to think mm-hmm. we have a to, brain that can study itself which can, is insane and can figure out ways around our shortcomings which is what mm-hmm. separates us from you know we, we don't have this so we can easily you know not easily but i mean we can yeah. we have the ability to figure out ways to adapt mm-hmm. and technology is one of those things and i think that's really what, thought, like our brain literally taught itself how to work on itself like it like we do brain surgery but it's like we're using brains to do brain surgery. Like right. it's, just, yeah. it's this weird loop. It is. It's no, weird. It's yeah, this weird loop. It's like the brain that. taught itself how to work on itself. Like that is a that's a really weird, weird thing. But it's been like, I mean, it's it's been that way since the beginning. I mean, all, most of the major religions have some sort of philosophy that generally says you're created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's a coincidence because it it is like creation is it like that is what we're here to do like we're here to make things whether or not you know and and the more i've learned that with music because i you know i was out of it for so long and i've gotten back in like i don't even care if anybody hears it you know of course i I would love to make money and i would love to pass it on to people right but for me when i do it it's just to do it it's the fulfillment yeah and it feels like that's what you're meant to do and you had to step like i had to step back from worrying about that shit into just being like hey and I, you know, I read that Rick Rubin book I was telling you about. Yes, uh, bro. I still ain't got to read it yet. Man, I don't want to read it. And he talks about like one of the one of the most important parts of the creative process is just being able to let it go. Mm-hmm. You made it; it's done. It's on to the next one. Yep. And he he talks about like ideas coming, and you're just like a vessel. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but 
he he talks about like it's he said if you don't create when you get the inspiration that the idea will come out another way through somebody mm-hmm. else and i don't know if yeah because he's he's talks about that because like, i mean you have somewhat talked about that too the idea that even this conversation, the idea that we're the only ones in the grand scheme of it having this exact conversation is mm-hmm. almost preposterous. Like the math doesn't work out. There's enough people out there mm-hmm. and there's enough, you know, microphones out there, especially now <laughs> that somebody is having this conversation, the, almost to a T, the same exact conversation. Yeah. And he talks about that, like the idea, like an idea, you know, if you have an idea for something, and most people have done this. I've, you know, I've had, I had this great idea for an invention. And then like three weeks later, you see it. Yeah. It's out. Yeah. Yep. Where, did, where does that? And you're like, motherfucker. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> right. We've all had that, right? That, that. So it's either you, man, it's almost it's, like it's either you manifested it in the universe, in the universe, or it's like a numbers thing. Or maybe you or don't maybe, act on that idea. Somebody else. Somebody yeah, else because will. it's yeah. not maybe maybe that's the disconnect that it's not necessarily you are co-creating these things like with everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. We all have in that standpoint, like we're all having kind of the same collective thoughts, collective consciousness, and maybe these things, mm-hmm. maybe these things yeah. are coming out now, and these things. So we have like AI right now, right? And we have Chat GBT and all these things being pushed and pushed and coming and coming to new apps and. All these new things, these things are happening when they're supposed to happen. It's only a matter they're, of time till they destroy us. I mean, that's if that happens, that's probably supposed to happen too. <laughs> they're either going to destroy us, we're going to destroy ourselves. Yeah, I mean, way, it's, sure. it's, it's, it's all a race. happening. It, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, who's going to get there first? It's a race to the bottom. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. yeah, so I think these, like, it is. Like, I think Rick nails it with that because I've I've felt that my whole Dude, life. That you got to read that book, man. Like, it, I cannot it, wait, it will bro. tell you I so really much because someone who was so instrumental in early hip hop. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And hearing that, because that motherfucker is so weird, dude. And it made me think of it made me think of a story that I heard Jay Z tell, where he said they were working on an album of Rick Rubin, yeah. And they all got in the zone, you know what I mean? And they were working, and they turned around, and he was gone. And and, and Jay said, like, where the fuck is Rick? And they went up, and he's upstairs doing yoga with a bunch of chicks in his living room. And but it's, it totally makes sense when you read that book, man. Like he's 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 an he's an odd bird, but. Yeah. He says in there, he talks about like, you know, as a producer and as someone who's overseeing like creation like yeah. that, he said, there's sometimes you just get the hell out of the way. Like yeah. they're in the zone. They know what they're doing. You have to. You just step Once back. Once you see those forces at work, it's yeah. like, there's nothing more I can add to this mm-hmm. or, you know, you almost feel like if you step in the way of that, it's going to disrupt the flow of things. And that's it. That is a principle I try to apply to when I'm <clears> making <throat> music or I'm making things is, is that has really helped me with the overthinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'll get to a point where I'm like, "Fuck yeah, this this sound. I want this to be a little different." You know, and some of that is learning, like the frequencies and mixing and the actual yeah. art, which is which is a thing. Like it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I feel like like perfectionism, if that's a word, perfectionism is that that's a word? A word. We'll, it's a word we'll now. It. Yeah, perfectionism is like the death of creation. Or, oh yeah, or it can be. yeah, yeah. Well, the, the idea of just, and especially we were talking about social and all the other things, the idea of comparison, comparison is a fucking thief. It will Mm -hmm, take everything Mm -hmm. from you. Every, like literally everything from you. Yeah. It is a thief and it will take, it just takes it all. It takes every bit of it. Yeah. And I've experienced that even, even in social media, the creating, you know, having a TikTok and creating videos and 
content creating is still so weird to even say it really yeah. is. It's very <laughs> odd, but yeah. So creating these things, like I feel that I compare myself to other people and it's easy to do. On yeah. the he, he goes on in that also, I mean, we're not going to talk about the book the whole time, but there's a thing that really stood out to me. He talks about, um, you know, when you, cause I, I found myself doing this, like you worry about sounding too much like somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You worry about you constantly, you want so much to have your own voice and to not be a rip yep. off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he said that occasionally that's, you need to do that. Like the, 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 um, the copying, he talked about the Beatles were trying to sound like a certain band. Like they mm-hmm. heard the sound and that's the sound that they wanted. So they were like, Hey, we're going to try to recreate this. And the act of trying to, emulate someone gives you your own voice because mm-hmm. it's never going to be exactly the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're never going to be you able have to, to exercise. Totally. Yeah. You have to exercise that. You also have to come up to the point where it's like, are you, are you trying to sound like somebody or are you literally just absorbing all this that you've absorbed all these years? Music wise. Like if mm-hmm. you're, if you're making music, you're going through all these genres. I've, I've soaked in so many genres right. over the years. And then it's like, are you trying to sound like somebody or are you just a culmination of all that, that your brain has absorbed this entire well, time? I, so. I, I personally, so I, it's been years since I've played music and I still flirt with playing music every mm-hmm. so often. Um, but I was never really good at it. I had to force a lot of it, which is fine. Cause yeah, I, I mean, I, and I like for what, what little I put into it, I feel like I did decent because mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have put in more in hindsight, but as somebody that loves music, I absolutely love music and listen to music religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoy being able to listen to a newer band and pick out, be like, Oh man, I can kind of hear a little bit of influence mm-hmm. in this song yeah. from a certain, you know, right. a, a big group yeah. back in the day or whatever. Like I enjoy that. And like, that does not bother me at all, but I understand what you're saying for sure. Your own voice. <laughs> but yeah. And you go back and you listen to, if you really go back and listen to a lot of your, to me, like a lot of my most influential artists, mm-hmm. I mean, you listen to their early work. It sounded like shit. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. Just, just from all the it just it's not i mean it has a it has a certain quality and a thing that gets you there but from like a production standpoint yeah. like everybody improves as they go like all right one of my one of my favorite groups ever is nine inch nails like mm. I've, I've always loved trent Reznor, like all the shit that he does this mm. well i got all the synthesizers and shit <laughs> but like you listen to the like the first record it's called Pretty Hate Machine. There's zero fucking low end in that record. Like that record sounds like shit. Like it's just you know what I mean. Like it, I, yeah. the content and lyrically, I love it. And but like from a sound standpoint, I'm yeah. like, God, this is garbage. Everybody improves. And, and like the Stooges, the Stooges is another one of my favorite bands. And there's a mix where Iggy Pop did a mix of one of their records. Which that Iggy Pop, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He mm-hmm. was he was the front man of the Stooges. Yep. And uh, he, they let him do it's a, it's called the Iggy mix, and he just fucking cranked everything on the board like so it's all fucking distorted and sounds like <laughs> shit but he, but it, he was being a smart ass like yeah, they were yeah. telling him that it was something he didn't want to do so he was just like Poof, and it stayed like it yeah. is now it is now like people seek that out <laughs> that and it sounds, totally it yeah. intentionally sounds like shit but he could because he was being an asshole but it's funny like the just how that can carry on you know what i mean like I think, people will take inspiration out of anything yeah i mean i think when you're younger too you're not necessarily it's almost like when you're younger you want to try to get things out really quick. You're very ambitious and you just, you just want to, you want to get things out really quick. So that like makes a drop in quality. Mm-hmm. Then when you get on into it, you start appreciating quality more. Mm-hmm. And then you, you kind of, you, then you, then you get into that perfectionist type of category. But then it's like once you reach the, the peak, I guess, of your talent and your music making or whatever, then I feel like it starts. 
becoming it, it matters less and less because you know that the quality is really not what is important as far as audio wise. It's not right. the quality. It's it's what you put into the actual music and the feeling mm-hmm. that it provokes. Yeah. So I feel like it's like a it's like a step ladder. You you start putting stuff out, then you reach this level of of wanting everything to sound perfect. Then you reach a point where it's like, okay, it's not about yeah. that. It's just about, you know, creating and just let, the, the world is really going to tell you what's quality and right. what's not. Let me ask you guys this. How important, and we've touched on it a little bit, but how important do you feel like intention is in creating? Like how, how much? It's, it's, it's everything to me, even if it's a subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. Cause you can, I mean, there's been plenty of, there's been plenty of, uh, like hit songs that started off as jokes. Mm-hmm. The little Nas X. Yeah. It started off as a joke. And I mean, I don't know what kind of intention he had with it. I mean, obviously not much because it started right. off as a joke. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I think it means everything. If you really want to make like art art, I feel like you need to have the intention that you, you know, like I think it has to be a good intentional thing. Mm. But if you're just anybody can make a song that can stick in your head without, you know, it, uh, having good intentions either way because i mean we're just like repetitive creatures like we, yeah you know the that short term you know it's just the short the short term memory thing it, that's why hooks are hooks yeah, yeah. you know and, and it's easy never really thought about it like that but i guess like i mean there is music that is not intended to to be anything other yeah. than yeah money yeah, you know I mean that, that is a, for, they're following a formula just yeah you don't have to have good intentions any to make country money. station right now <laughs> that's not Jesus entirely Christ. true, man. I get now. Now I, I'm not a country music fan. I am a country music fan, I and I hate most everything. New, especially <laughs> it's pretty bad, bro. My dad was listening to it in the yard the other day, and it was like, it, but it sounded like you that, know those parodies that they would have of like of you know I did this it's awful. and drink my beer, my beer's yeah. cold, and sitting by the lake, like all you know, they used to do parodies of that. That's what new country is. Like I thought it was a parody. Man, it's like they just hear things and and say and make songs what they think that. Yeah, yeah, it's and it, to be. but like I understand the place for that stuff though. That's like, always I, I really been. Do. Yeah, th- that's I always been it. country music, dude. Yeah, like and that, it's there's always been that style of in the seventies. Conway Twitty was fucking. You know, he was, I love fucking Conway. Uh, right, that's, that's, my exactly, that's exactly right. But at that time, he was considered plastic. Yeah, yeah the equivalent of probably bro country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what country is? Yeah. That? He, yeah. he was looked at as a cheese ball. Like I listened to a, a interview with Shooter Jennings, Waylon's kid, mm-hmm. and he was talking about one time he was at home and George Jones and his dad were drinking, right? Mm-hmm. And they got into an argument. You know, as rednecks do, <laughs> and they got into a big fight, and uh, he ended up. Uh, um, they they got into a fight, and Waylon was tired of fighting, so he tied George Jones to a tree. Like he held him <laughs> down and like and like tied him to a tree, and then George Jones called him a Conway twenty a Conway Twitty singing son of a bitch. <laughs> oh so, my you know, god! Him. Yeah, that's funny. And then he said, Waylon looked at him and said, "Yeah, and you're tied to a fucking tree." <laughs> like, but it's I mean, crazy that he used that as an insult, right, though, because yeah. you put you oh, really shit. put them in the same class. Yeah, like Merle Haggard and now, and, yeah, now yeah, you put them in the same. But class. I think That's, yes, yeah. a lot of that, man, a lot of. But my point with that is the emotion of something depends on the person. Mm, 100%. Where you like you and I might see that as total horseshit and yeah. complete drivel. Yep. Someone somewhere is emotionally connected to that. Now, yeah. I mean, personally, like I don't see how you know. 
somebody could connect to, you know, my tractor broke down and my dog ran off because I don't have a tractor <laughs> or a dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit doesn't speak to me. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what's foreign to me is, and there's no pun intended, uh, what is it, BTS, the K-pop band? Yeah. I don't uh, yeah. yeah. People absolutely are emotionally mm-hmm. involved mm-hmm. very deeply in that band. Like, their fan base yeah. is insane, bro. And I'm like, you don't even understand anything that's going on right now. But it's something about them. Yeah. And, you know, you don't know what kind of intention they have. But, right. like I said, it kind of goes back to the people are the ones. The world is the are the ones that uh, define the quality of your stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, where we would listen to it and be like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, back to like the the your original question. The idea that I think I think a creation is happening always. Yeah, it's constantly happening. I think sometimes it happens on a conscious level, yeah. and then I think it's always happening on an unconscious level. I mean, time is and that, and if you that think we about all it. kind of as it moves. Time is it's creating different situations. Yeah, hundred percent causing things to age. So it, you everything get, you get it, into that. That, I'm sorry. No, you quant- get quantum. That, that, that quantum shit. You're going that time will not be that 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 shit will shatter. Well, I just yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I'm already like real like freaked out about it, and, and I'm <laughs> very like when, not about the quantum thing, but just like time. I'm it's a very time in like, general. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. Time is a funny thing, man. But like, so we are all creating mm-hmm. consciously or unconsciously, mm-hmm. and I think it. I think it, especially for me, there are certain songs that I've come across over the years. And it's just like it hits and it's like, fuck, why does that, right? why does that hit that spot in me? Like I have no clue where that comes from. And it's, it's either a, something that they put into it, whether they knew they did it or not. Like, it's not like this, mm-hmm. I don't look at it. And even, even like the, the low vibration, the, the negative things, right? I don't even look at those as, as bad or good. These things are just kind of coming out. You know what I mean? In people. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think the idea that we are creating constantly is always there. So it's just, I think it's important. I do. I I think it's, that sounds stupid how I said it. Do songs affect y'all that y'all weren't even born? Like y'all were in that era. Yeah, absolutely. Where it, it has some nostalgic feel, but Mm. you don't know where it comes from. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like. Bill Withers I mean, yeah. for me, like everything yeah. Bill Withers does, like I, I like I've really connected Bill Withers, and I yeah. fuck, I don't know. I'm, yeah, well, like City in Color, I do. Don't ask me why. Yeah, <laughs> like Dallas Green, like it's something about his voice, bro. And yeah, I don't even typically listen to that type of music. It just it's something about. Well, it. you know, I think it's I don't know because I know like an album specifically that I really connected with was that first Wu Tang record mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And that was 36 Chambers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm still, like, I still like that album. And, I, you know, I'm a fucking white kid from the suburbs, dude. Like, I had, but, like, that album fucking feels like New York. You know what I mean? Mm. I've been to New York. And when I when I went to New York, I was like, I remember thinking, I was like, fuck, I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, this, this album fucking feels like New York City. Like, it yeah, just, it just, crazy. it just sounds like it. It feels like it. Like, it's just fucking grimy and, and fast and, yep. like, mm-hmm. It just, you know, it punches you in the face and it doesn't fucking stop like the whole time. Yeah. And yeah, that's the transcendence thing with music, though. Dude, it's like yeah, how it, it affects you and yes. you're not even part of that lifestyle. That's exactly you never right. even tasted that lifestyle. Right, yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, you almost knew how it was but I, before man, you went there. I so fucking resonated with that album. And I, I never fucking sold dope or, you know, what yeah. I mean? but they did do 
the shit that we like doing, they smoked weed and watched kung fu movies. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Dad, I can. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. I did not grow up in the hood, but we I smoked a lot we of weed and watched, watched a lot of fucking kung fu movies. So, yeah, that's, like, yeah. I mean, maybe that's just us finding those, like... It bridges. Yeah. 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 And, well, I think that's I think that's why music is, is when we... Especially, like, this group, we're going to talk about music when we talk about creation, but it is such a big part of the world that we live in mm-hmm. and it always has been mm-hmm. people have been making noises like always right. Forever. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. So I think that is definitely tapped into our, our DNA, our being, whatever this is like music's definitely there. I have a question for you specifically. Okay, now, you, I know you don't, you don't know this guy, but he is a, I don't know you. He is a carpenter. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? And he, you know, he, he's talented and can make things. Yeah. And I cannot. I respect the shit out of him. Yeah, I don't. I like it. As far as like physical creation, no, yeah. I'm out, bro. Yeah. Like I can't. I'm, I can't yeah, yeah, me too. If I, anything I make is going to be wobbly and stuff. Do you feel like, is it different? Like, is it a different force or is it the same thing? Just put I, I, I think it's, medium. I think it's the same thing. Um, it comes out different. Cause like when I make, um, so I have a puja table, but this uh, puja table is basically just like an altar. You know what I mean? And, okay. And it's, I have, I have pictures of Buddha. I have pictures of Christ. I have, you know, a little bit of everything Yeah. and, uh, pictures of my family, you know, things from my grandparents, you know, just a little bit of just something that kind of ties me. And what it does is like, but it just kind of brings me into that space. Right. It's not about that, but I made that, Mm -hmm. um, for me making that table, I put my intention. I had a, I had a goal and I had an intention for it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I knew exactly what I wanted it for and it needed to me like in my brain and in my heart, like I wanted it to be something special. Right. So I made that with intention. Um, but when I sit down a couple times a year, I'll sit down and I'll paint a canvas. I'm not really a great painter, but I enjoy it. Yeah, it's a, right. it's a, yeah. it's an outlet right. for me of creation. And you can like, my wife can contest to this. Like, I'll, I'll, all of a sudden it'll just click and I have to paint. I have, I don't know why I got into, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'll sit there for an hour with a pencil and sketch on that and come up with nothing, but I still feel a little bit (laughs) relieved. And then eventually it comes, it comes to fruition. Mm -hmm. But that, that feeling is the same exact feeling of even intentionally making that puja table. Like it was the same exact thing. It like, it, it came from the same place. Even though the painting is not, not intentional, versus the, you just got to get it out type thing. You know what I mean? Versus the making something super intentional. It comes from the same place. And like, so when I, when I make furniture and stuff for a client, you know what I mean? Or something mm-hmm. like that, it becomes a little bit different in that, but it's still creating. Well, I still look at it. Yeah. I I, somebody yeah. else's vision maybe. And maybe that's some of it. And you can add a little bit of your own stuff to it, mm-hmm. but when I look at it at the end, it kind of still gives me the same feels. You know what I mean? So I think, hmm. I think it, I think it is the same place. I got and, a question for you because I and, and the idea that I can relate to what you guys are saying to a T, right? Mm. But I don't make music. At least I haven't for a long time. You know right. what I mean? But I still relate to that because I feel it. I mean, you make music in another way, though. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, create. It always branches back to the tree of creation so right. to speak not yeah. to be too poetic but i had a question um when you build something like let's say furniture or something mm-hmm. and something doesn't turn out right obviously you're a professional so yeah. most of the stuff but let's say something doesn't match up with your vision let's say a, 
a board or something's crooked yeah, or, or something, whatever. Yeah, something do you still appreciate it just as much? Do you, you, do you, do you look at it like as is like, as, this is how it's supposed to be. As or, I get, as I get older, <clears throat> I, I can do that better. Yes. You Not don't that have I that do perfection. It. Yes. Yeah. That, that, like uh, the that way you drive me nuts, bro. I can't. Yeah. Do it. It, it's, well, it's got a, but yeah. it's, it's a release. The same thing you guys talking about, like putting out music, just putting it out, creating it and mm-hmm. then like, let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, because <laughs> you know what I mean, and like, and so that's a really hard practice for anybody. Yeah, it is, but it is a great practice. The idea of practicing that over and over and yeah. over and over in your head, I think, mm-hmm. is super important. But yeah, like, but yeah, so I do better at sometimes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sometimes it's easier, right? But others, I think it's almost yeah. like you're getting out of that, uh, especially if it's something for you. Of course, yeah. that's for a client. You want yeah. things to be perfect, or exactly. whatever the case is. But it's almost like that thing that I was just talking about earlier with when you when you begin, you just want to get it out. Then when you reach the certain level, you want it to be perfect. Yeah. Then I feel like now you're coming down where it's like, if I make it and it's not perfect, it's, yeah. it's still, you know. It's, the reason I asked that is because my wife, she built a like a like a chair for our back porch. Just a chair uh, for yeah. her. It's like wood and she stained it and did everything. But like some of the boards are like kind of like crooked. And yeah, she's like, yeah. Oh, just, you know. I, and she kind of like downs <laughs> oh, yeah. it. And I'm like, but you created that. Yeah. You know, and it's a beautiful chair. And like she, you know, ordering a cushion for it and stuff. Oh, yeah. But when you were talking about carpentry and just yeah, everything. Yeah, no, that's, It made me it's, think of that. Yeah. And that is, that's why it all relates. Anything that, anything that we're producing that's coming out of us we hold to a very very high standard and i understand that like that makes sense like you want to present your best self Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but then when you start to start to break down that illusion of what this actually self is this thing i'm trying to present to people Mm -hmm. that's when it starts you start getting conflict in your brain you know what i mean it starts to become a detriment but see now but you look at historically the people who are the greatest, whatever, yeah, that, yeah, you know, whatever metric Creators. you're using mm-hmm. and what yeah. you're doing, are typically fucking psychopaths. Oh, <laughs> oh absolutely, like Michael Jordan, absolute maniac. Oh, Kobe, you know I mean? absolute yeah. maniac. Yeah. Tiger yeah. Woods, like all yeah. of them, they all. I mean, it has to be an obsess. You, it's almost like you have to reach an obsessive point a lot yeah. of times, and it, yeah. yeah. But are at that point. Are you, do you think, and I mean, obviously none of us are those people, <laughs> but do you, uh, speak for yourself. Yeah. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you feel like at that level, is it going to be as satisfying? Is it as, worth it type thing almost? I think once you reach that obsessive level or if you even started at that obsessive level, I feel like that it's going to be, fuf- I feel like you, you do get fulfilled at a certain point, but you're that way because you are never satisfied with things, but mm-hmm. it's almost like. It's almost like two different things. It's like you're satisfied with how hard you work and how obsessed you are because it gets to a point where you feel like you're born to do it. So I think that's the fulfillment in itself right. is being able to do that and the act of obsessing over something or mm-hmm. finding something yeah. you can obsess over like that. So I feel like they're happy at that point, but then it's also a curse because you're like never happy right. about you know, yeah. your achievements. Yeah. You always want more. <laughs> Kobe always wanted that sixth ring so he could match right. Jordan. Mm. And I know it bothered him that it never happened. Right. But I also know he was satisfied being able to put forth that effort and, mm-hmm. and you know, he became a household name. And, you know, so you know, I'm a Kobe goat fan. I was going to say, so. we're, we're, we're <laughs> gener- generational here, man. Hey, he, man. He was great, but he's not I'm George. Cub- All right, look, we're not going to argue about it because this will be a long podcast, but yes. At least you didn't say LeBron. <laughs> no, we're not, we're, not, we're not going that way. Absolutely not. I'm Kobe all day. But yeah, it, I think it, you know, even finding something to obsess over like that, I, I think is, is worth it. And you, and you get satisfied in that. I don't feel like I obsess over writing. Like, 
I feel like I'm good at writing. I don't feel like I, and, and I might be better or be in a better place if I did obsess over it, but I still am in the process of like enjoying it, I guess. And I took like when I did that rap competition a year and a half, a couple years ago, that Mickey Fax thing I was doing on Instagram right. where we basically, I mean, it wouldn't, it wasn't battling, but still it was right. who can write the best acapella verse and who can impress the most. I was right. obsessed with that. And it took me a while to get out of that mindset where I felt like I had to kill everything. Right. I couldn't make music anymore because yeah. I was so in that murder mode that I had to get out of it. And it was hard for me to get out of the mindset because I never had to just really, really dig deep down and try to impress, impress. Well, I feel like if you hyper-focus on any aspect of what you're doing, it's going to take away from the whole. You know I mean? Overall. I personally, experience. I try yeah. to approach creating like a song or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just as a, as an entire thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I primarily I'm a guitar player. Right. And that's why I intentionally leave out a lot of guitar from the stuff that I write because I don't I know how I am and I'm gonna fucking obsess over oh. every little aspect of tone huh. and all that bullshit. You know what I mean? So mm. I try to force myself into stepping away and looking as, collectively at everything as yeah. opposed to to individual parts. Mm. And that, I feel like that helps me like put stuff together. I've never thought about that. You before. Just take stepping away from what you obsess over. Take to away the thing that, that you're most comfortable with. And and let it be like an entire thing, because hmm. then it you know and then it just runs in. Because I listen to all these guitar players growing up, where it's just you know one big fucking you know it's it's an entire album. It's like sixty minutes and one big guitar solo. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. Joe Satriani and that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, I, yeah, there's a place for that. I enjoy that just from a nerd perspective. Yeah. But that just doesn't sound like fun to me. Like I I yeah. feel like I would start to feel like self conscious. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've always been. Because I'm a lead guitar player, and mm-hmm. then I always get to the point where I'm like, fuck, this is too much. Like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it. You know what I mean? Because nobody likes that motherfucker. Like, just it's like, dude, you got, we got it. Okay, stop fucking playing. Like, yeah. And uh, so, all right, one more, one more thing. We're gonna riff on for a little bit before we we call it a day. But where does where does creation and spirituality meet with you guys? Because I feel like, I mean, we're all three spiritual men and we wouldn't fucking be here at this yeah point. like i don't know if you've listened to other shows but yeah, i mean that's kind of what we do here uh, yeah i mean i, I live it every yeah. day so, so yes i'm very and we, we've had some conversations so yeah I think for sure is. so i mean for me i feel like it's it's the creating is important and not important but necessary part of my spirituality and the process that i find myself going through you know what i mean like i don't i don't understand a lot of stuff when it comes to spiritual uh, matters, I don't. You know, no, still, nobody, nobody right. does. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's it's important. I feel like it's it's something that is part of, if not the most important part of the spiritual journey, so to speak. Is creation is creating, or vice versa, or both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I think it's I think it's an intricate part of the human experience. The idea that we can think something into existence. Because that's what you're doing mm-hmm. with right. music, with with any form of right. of creation. You mm-hmm. are thinking things into existence. Without this mind, like I don't feel like I. I mean, maybe that's part of the human experience. Is that like the idea of creating? So you might be on the right page when you say that it is maybe one of the most important parts of this. Yeah. But like, just like anything else, we talked about. It can be obsessed on. It can be. You know, I've seen 
I've seen art destroy families. You know what I mean? Like somebody obsessing over something mm-hmm. like that. So there, you know, is there, is there a balance to that though? Like, is like, can you create too much? Was that a particular like craft that destroyed, like that destroyed? A it family? was, I mean, you see it, you see it with music a lot. For example, right, right. Uh, Jerry Garcia. Yeah. Grateful Dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. He had wife, couple kids. Exactly like he right. had a family. Yeah. And he fucking bailed. Yeah. He, and a lot of people, you don't hear that huh. because Jerry's looked at as like a hero to that crowd or whatever. Right. But his kids hated him like his entire life. Because, because he left. He fucking pursue, just left pursue pursue music. To, to pursue music. He, huh. he totally bailed on a wife and kids yeah. to go do that. So like, huh. so I see that. And I mean, and I'm sure like, I mean, I know people that authors that write books, isolate themselves for days and months sometimes, you know what I mean? Completely yeah. leaving their families. Yeah. So, but you know, if you look at it the way I try to look at it, man, is as much as I enjoy creating a song or a beat or whatever, like the atmosphere and the memories that you are participating in creating for your family, for mm-hmm. your kids, for mm-hmm. your wife, for yep. everything, sh- you know, it is equally as important because exactly right. while yeah. it's not like media and something tangible that you're passing out to the world, you're, you're creating an environment. You're mm. creating, mm-hmm. uh, you know, memories. You you are yep. because if you look back, I mean, your you know, your parents, the people that you were closest with, whatever that looks like, are your earliest memories. Well, yeah. it, shape, you know? it shapes you, especially as an adult, without you even knowing it. Right, and yep. it, you know, because I, I feel like the the stuff that I got from my mother and father, like the good things, I try to give to my kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I, I feel like it's easy to get it's easy to get lost into your own art when you should really, or you can, you know, <laughs> there are other things are just as important as mm. what is mm-hmm. intrinsically makes you. Cause I, I found it, it's hard for me spiritually because I want to get selfish. You know what I mean? I want to get like, I get hyper-focused yeah. on being in and, and figuring mm-hmm. shit out. And mm-hmm. why am I doing this? And I'm like this and I'm feeling this and this is what, you know, is going on. But then I think, well, the motherfucker, there's, you know, in my case, like five other people. In your case, like fifteen. <laughs> All right. that that are just as fucking important. That exactly. You, that it's, it's just as important to them that you're present as it is. There is a level of selfishness art. when you're, you know, doing art and and taking it seriously, even if you are having fun with it. Yeah. Uh, but you definitely got to remember, like, the art of. I ain't gonna say the art of creating because that's too general, but the art of whatever you're doing is just as important as you practice in the art of parenthood mm-hmm. because that is an art also. Yeah. I was going to say they're all one in the and, same is yeah. what I was kind of getting at. You know what I mean? That they're all, that it is the same. That is the same. Like yeah. not, one doesn't get held higher than the other because no. we talk about the importance of creation. I feel like in a lot of ways, society has kind of made it to where one is, different than the other when they're all two i mean they're one and the same right they yeah. really are like that's like the thing is like of it. yeah like it, the idea that that like you know we're like you said we're creating with our family we're creating memories we're creating atmosphere space like yeah, yeah all of it right like we are creating all of those things all those things are one and the same I don't understand why we put, I mean, I kind of understand over the years, like we put the arts at a higher point than that. You know what I mean? But those can be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like they can all just mm-hmm. exist and they can all exist together too. Yeah. Um, the idea for me, it hurts. Like when, when I see something like that, like art destroying something, 
Like, cause it is the complete opposite of what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The idea that, that Jerry like left his family like that, but then look what his music did for so many others. Right. Yeah. Like the idea that those kind of exist together is just like, ugh, I, mean, I don't it. like the Grateful Dead, but the, I get it. I think the, <laughs> no, I think the stuff that comes with art, like the things that surround art to me are what can take you away from your family or responsibilities because it's like, okay, it wasn't necessarily the music that took him away from his family, but he felt he had to travel with it. Mm-hmm. He felt he had to put on shows and things, and yeah, it probably helped him create more things. Yeah, which, but he could have been at home. He could have sat at home and played guitar and been fine. Yeah, he would have still been creating. Mm-hmm. Would he have been as fulfilled? Maybe, maybe not. But maybe I mean, more, maybe more. Yeah, like, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think it's the things that really surround it. Like you know, when you make music, you feel like that. You said earlier, like you feel like you have to get it out to people. Mm-hmm. And so that that goes with traveling. That goes with yeah. doing live shows. I mean, I remember. Having to get off work, I'd go home, I'd see my son for like 15 minutes. Then I'd have to drive back to like Nashville to get ready to do like a sound check or because uh-huh. we had a studio session set up. And like that kills me. Uh-huh. I don't, I put being a father above all else. And that, you know, that it's just a balance that you have to find. And I feel like that it's the things, it's the, the time that it takes to do art on a commercial level. I think really is what interrupts things versus, but, mm-hmm. but the fact that you're conscious of like, I need to be in here doing this as a father and a husband versus making music. I feel like that puts you in the right place. When you lose the, the, when you lose that conscious fact of like, you don't, you don't understand that you have to be in there. I think that's when it starts getting in dangerous territory. When you, mm-hmm. when you're not conscious of it, Hey, I need to go in here and actually be a father or right. actually be a husband or uncle or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. In that yeah. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's like we always fucking talk about. It. It's about balance. Yeah, everything is everything fucking comes everything, down to balance. Everything, bro. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And there's it is weird. It is weird though that so many things in our lives that are like creation. You know what I mean? Like something like that. How? And even like when you get down to it, the idea that like the thing that that one thing that you're really good at creating, whether it's music or furniture or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Like how much of a two-edged sword that is like and we've recently talked about that like it just it seems like the things that can lift us up and elevate us and maybe even push our our um awakening Mm -hmm. quote unquote you know what i mean just Mm -hmm. the the things that are elevating us in our lives can destroy us just as fucking fast sometimes (laughs) those things definitely go hand in hand i feel like you have to get the artistic fulfillment sometimes to be a better like father and husband yeah yeah because that's the thing too is that that i have also have the understanding of myself if i don't do some of these things that it will affect Yep. family in a different way because you're not mm-hmm. you literally have to make yourself happy personally like inside by That's, yourself yeah your own deal you have to like really do work with yeah, yourself the, in order yeah to, the only thing the only thing that you can do to help me is work on yourself the only thing yep. i can do for you is to work on myself people are a lot too much on yeah other people. And, yeah and that's something that that's a practice in my life that i've really had to really like push push to the forefront when it comes to creation and i mean I've used it as an excuse not to create sometimes. Does it make sense? Like Mm -hmm. it it goes both ways. Like that's, yeah, that's never fun. Yeah. (laughs) As far as the whole creation and spirituality thing, I ruffled some Christian's feathers one time because I was like, you'll do that. It's easy. Oh yes, it is. I was like, I just said, I just posted something on Facebook. I was like, I feel like even God evolves. 
And people, well, you know, you get the, they start quoting scripture and, oh, well, you know, God's perfect and all knowing and all saying, yeah, all right, cool, that's fine. But I guess like I consider, uh, if, okay, like you were saying earlier, if we were created in his image, I feel like it's not just a vision thing. Yeah. I, I don't feel like it's a physical thing. I feel like that us being creators and getting better at creating things, I feel like he, he does that too. Or or it does that to yeah, the universe, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Right. I don't never claim to have the answers to anything. Right. You'll even hear, uh, I mean, you, you heard me in my album. Sometimes I would refer to myself as God. Sometimes right. I would say I pray to God. Sometimes right. I, I literally was just oh, mixing yeah. everything up. But it was just to show people that you don't have the answers. I might believe right. everything because nobody really has the answers. That's so, like, right. to me, it was like, um, to me, it it made me feel like, okay, so, like, God created or the universe created. I'll say God just to keep this, this train of thought going. It's like he created, um, bacteria at first. Then he created like, we'll, we'll skip all the way ahead to like dinosaurs. Then asteroids came. It's like he hit the eraser on creation. Yeah. Then you go back, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I feel like that things have evolved. So like when people say like evolution versus creation, I always considered it the evolution of creation. Mm. Yeah. Rather than, you know, it doesn't have to be one or the other. No, the the two are the two are like like we said earlier, the science is an explanation of what is phys- physiologically happening. happening. And I feel like religion is is people grasping for answers to spirituality and for I feel like humans have this thing where they have to have the answers to things. Oh, yeah, they want to be led. Bro. You have to have yeah, like you have to have answers to things. People yeah. people don't want to talk about death and they don't want to talk about what happens afterwards, but I go all the way back to like, oh, okay, so if there's if there's God, then like does God have a God? Did he have a creator? And then you go all the way down that rabbit hole yeah. where you don't know what's the beginning. <laughs> and then you just reach to the point where it's like, you know what? It's turtles all the way down. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, you know what? I, I'm cool. I'm soup. cool with all yeah. But it's just like I'm cool with all of it. Because yeah. we don't know, we're not gonna know till later on. And I mean, we can either go back to you know we can go back to the reincarnation thing i feel like souls can be recycled mm. it's crazy yeah. you see kids that remember certain things oh, we talked we talked about this in our last episode yeah that's that i thought you had said something yeah, about yeah. reincarnation yeah and uh you know it's just crazy seeing that like kids have memories and they're mm-hmm. nowhere near that you know that type of age so i did, sometimes i do feel like souls can get recycled and but back to the creation and spirituality thing i feel like they go hand in hand i feel like as the universe can evolve into creating, so can we, because I do feel like we're just the reflection of the universe mm. or we're just part of it and we're just conscious of it. We're the universe being conscious of itself. So right. I listen to a lot of like Alan Watts. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm You're like, in the right room. yeah. Cause, <laughs> cause like it was the first time I ever discovered him. I was like, he actually just confirmed everything that I believed in, but he put it in words. And I'm like, I've never heard anybody. I've never heard anybody like, do that? Yeah, yeah like yeah. translate it like that before. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. He kind of thinks like I do. And then, you know, the more speeches and stuff you hear from him, I'm like, this shit is more <laughs> tangible than anything I've ever came across. Yeah. And it's like, okay, all right. Well, you know, I'm going to listen to this guy and read these other philosophies and things like yeah. that. And I mean, he basically says what I just said. It's like, you don't really have the answer to anything. Mm-hmm. The best thing to do is just, you know, just enjoy the show. I said it on a. Well, look, one of my one of my songs on the album, I visited a lot of that. I tied in a lot of philosophy yeah, in that I album and did yeah, a lot of <laughs> yeah, 100%. yeah, and did just a lot of uh, of just different things. And you know, even the 
uh, what's first, the ending of the origin. That goes with the time thing. Right. What's first, the ending of the origin. There's got to be some more to this. Well, that, I guess I'll see you when I'm born again. The yeah. shadow yeah. work. That's yeah. a. I mean, shadow work is a, a Carl Jung term. Yeah, like he's the one that coined yeah. that. Your shadow self. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. And I mean, I, I yeah. did that. It was just addressing the dark things that you know mm-hmm. lived in the corners of your live in the yeah. corner of your mind that you have to sometimes put out in the universe and address in order right? to put a light in those you yeah, know, in those 100%. dark corners. So yeah, that yeah. I mean, I yeah. all that was tied in all my philosophy slash non philosophy. I literally am just. It's just the Bruce Lee thing. You just be the cup. Yeah. Whatever, whatever situation you get put in, you just adapt to it and you just become it. And I, and I feel that way spiritually, religiously. I don't even use religious because I don't necessarily tie into one religious. Right. Probably, probably like Buddhism and Hinduism is probably like my closest thing to. It's two of the oldest, man. That's where we. Was it Ram Das called himself a Buddhist Hindu? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, to me, it just makes more sense. (laughs) To me, it makes more sense. Yeah. I just feel like you could just be a good person and you don't have to have a certain messenger to tell you that. I mean, we don't really have to. I mean, there are people that do evil things in the world, but like, I feel like we're we are born to have this feeling of, you know, what's good and what's not Eddie. I think it was like Eddie Griffin or Cat Williams comedy. Stand-up comedy is another thing. That's like one of those things where you can get away with saying shit philosophical wise. Oh yeah. You couldn't do it. And he was like, nobody ever had to tell you that that it's wrong to kill your mama. You just know that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like one of those things that it's like, we're, we're born with a certain sense of good. And then of course we have the evil side of us too. So I feel like God, both of it for sure. Yeah. I feel like God's more neutral than, than what we, you know, than what we think. Cause otherwise than that, I mean, you see the evil in this world, Mm -hmm. but then you also see, you know, the good side of things. So I feel like it's more of a neutral thing than it is. Anything yeah, he, so. he and I talk about this a lot, actually. Like, For real? yeah, because I'm I'm more prone to uh, to focus on the negative things. I think and pessimistic guy, yeah, over that's here. me. And he's, I mean, look at him. Yeah, <laughs> look a, at him. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, a little man. more happy and and you know positive. Yeah. I'm just it's hard like, to justify school shootings and nine year olds dying. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's a, the thing is, is man, like these evil things do exist, and 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 I'll tell you, like Will's heard me say this, and people have probably heard me talk about this. So, so we talk about balance, right? It becomes looking at these things happening in the world, like say a mm-hmm. shooting, right? is we have to find balance between living in our heart and in our mind. And our mind is that rational thought. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the glass is half empty. Mm-hmm. No joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what I half mean? Empty, and, well, and then you look at, you look at things very like, there's no way that could happen. There's no way that could happen. Mm-hmm. Why not? No, it just doesn't make sense. It, you know, the math doesn't right. work. It's not going to happen. Okay. But then that's, that's living in the head. And then when you're living in the heart, it, it becomes a little bit easier to look at the brighter side of things, right? Mm-hmm. But there is a balance between that because if you live in your head too much, you're cutting off that sympathy or empathy, sympathy, empathy, yep. same thing. Yep. Both of them. <laughs> Not the same thing. But <laughs> yeah. you're, you're looking, you're looking, you're you're able to to look at things without that heart filter, and mm-hmm. it's easy to push things away at that point. And if you live in your heart too much, things like a school shooting will destroy you. Mm-hmm. It will break you down, and and it hurts so goddamn much yep. when something like that when something like that happens. So you have to find the balance between those two. You almost have to be a watcher, almost a hundred percent. You have to step outside yeah. the entire world. That's and exactly just right. Look at and it be, and then the trick is is to be able to drop into those things either way. Mm-hmm. 
on purpose and not yeah. let a situation do it for you. Right. Cause that's when it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like that's when either, either way, not just the heart, but the mind too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody says something cross to you and you knock the shit out of them. Like you were definitely in the head the whole time. Right. right. You know what I mean? Not thinking of that person or what was going on in their life. What's what, what are you actually mad at? Like to the mm-hmm. point to where you're going to hit somebody. You know, all of those things. So it can be, be a detriment uh, depending on how deep you get yeah. in either one. So either way, yep. you know what I mean? So finding that balance. But like talking to – I want to answer the question about uh, creation and spirituality and where they kind of collide. So for me um, – and I've talked about this on our past episodes. So I, I got into a lot of the earth-based practices um, pretty early on after leaving Christianity. Mm-hmm. And – Earth-based being kind of like some of the pagan practices and stuff like that. But here in the South, man, a lot of people practice Earth-based thoughts without even knowing it. So the Farmer's Almanac, that's an Earth-based concept. Because I've never heard it described like this before. Yeah, so so that's an Earth-based concept. And some people in the church would be like, that's paganism. You're following the stars, the moon, and the sun. Right. To, so it's, right. Almost, relying, to do these so it's things. almost like relying on nature. Is that kind of Yeah, 100%. Where you yeah, trust to, nature to, to do an extent. Thing yeah. So, it, yeah. yeah, at least paying attention to it. Right. Consciously right. thinking about it. And so for me, I got into that stuff pretty early on. And with a lot of that comes a lot of intention. It's why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about when you're doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. So everything is super. If if I had to blanket statement like paganism, it would be intention. It would be that word. Hmm. It's just literally intention. Um, even down to when you're making your food, you put intention into that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when we when we kill animals at our homestead, like we have livestock. Mm-hmm. I do that with intention. You know what I mean? I, right. These these things are. It has really caused me to dip down into that that space with creation because then everything is in that space everything is creation everything my thoughts all my thoughts are creation um the act of driving over here is the preparation for this for Uh creation you know what i mean so everything is creation and uh everything is spiritual so yeah there's there's my answer (laughs) so but yeah no like it really has like creation creation is amazing it, it is. is. And like and I I love watching people create. Like and that's not just watching, you know, people making music or going to a show and seeing something like that or uh, like a art exhibit. You know what I mean? Seeing all these creations. But watching like some of my young ones play on Minecraft. Like that's cool too. Yeah. There's the art of taking something inside you and that's exactly and right. It in the and it's really world. easy. It's really easy for us because I've got, I've got kids that are in their late teenage years to my youngest being six and then a grandson after that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? So I've got literally every age group right now. I was now. about to say, you and got the whole all spectrum. All of them, all of them are creating and it's fucking beautiful to watch. And even when my older kids are creating something, in their life that's not necessarily what I would think would be the way to go or whatever, whenever they're doing whatever they're doing, like I I get to see it be this thing that they are creating for themselves. 
and being able to step back and look at that subjectively and not judge some of that is hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hard as fuck. Like that is, it sucks. But it's like you learn the balance of like nurturing it and not getting in the way of that flow. hundred percent. To, to an extent. Know. Yeah. Like you have to, but man, creation is, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So guys, in summary, we're an hour and 15 minutes into this and I think that we can. It's only been an hour and 15 minutes. We can say. Creation is good. Yeah, it's crazy, and I think it's, it's all right. necessary. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, if you like that, I think I've changed my mind during this hour. Yeah, yeah. if you like that shit, uh, <laughs> you like that type of shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'm gonna, awesome. I'm gonna go break something. Exactly. <laughs> Be creation, and, and just destroying. And it is beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, but no. all right, man. So, Moon, we appreciate you being here. Absolutely, thank y'all very much. I don't Bro. get to have these conversations with. Well, you, well, you know, we don't. Yeah, I know. I don't, you know, I don't know the type of people y'all come in contact with, but you can't talk like this to everyone. <laughs> right. At all. They start looking at you a little. Ex- uh, except, bro, except we, uh, you are right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, welcome. We, we talk like this every day, bro. Yeah, yeah. bro. See, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. get to like, me and my mom have conversations like this, like yeah. that type of thing. Oh, yeah. But you can't get this deep to some people. Like, yeah. you'll lose them and they'll be like, all right. Yeah. You know? But yeah, right. yeah, I appreciate y'all well, man, this conversation. Take- Take this time to, uh, you know, promote some of your stuff to the well, tens hey, of people uh, out there. Hey, <laughs> uh, I am I am London Moon on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music. Um, I just came out with an album called The Great Work. You should check that out. Available on all platforms. Uh, let me know what you think about it on social media. And I appreciate you guys. Next album coming soon. Definitely. We'll put links to everything in the show notes and uh, we'll be putting out some social content over the next few days too. If it's cool with you, I'll put a song at the end of the episode. Hey, I'm totally fine. Uh, Put a 90 degree mantra. Okay. Yep. All right. Mm. That's it. 90 degree mantra. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking so good. So good. Appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. See you next time.
thankfully it's all just a vision. The thought of permanent is addictive. I often turn it into a sentence so I can leave my fingerprint on existence. The world give me sneak peeks of the alternate, like spoiling with the fruit that I'm knee deep in the garden with. Sweaty songs are like cheat sheets for my confidence. Bear it all for the repeat of some prominence. prominence. It's all we ever hoped for. It's knocking on the soul and pray they open up the front door. Making sense of life is just reinventing the folklore. Think we'll be alright if we sit and enjoy the show more. Yeah. Right at your side. Is right at your side. Right at your side. Right at your side. Happiness was always right at your side. Right at your side, everything is always right at your side, believe it.